Welcome to the Keep It Moving Podcast. From an aimless kid to a Navy veteran traveling the world, join Andy and his guests in discussing the before, the during, and the after of military life and more. Here's your host, Andy Lane. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are bringing our special guest, Roman, back from last week. If you tuned in last week, you probably remember some of those crazy stories that we talked about. This time, he's bringing his wife along, and we're going to be talking about some more crazy shenanigans, whether people should have kids, shouldn't have kids, are you prepared to have kids, are you not prepared to have kids, and do you get the luxury of shitting with the door open when you live with your significant other? Stay tuned to find out. I ate three and a half pounds of pod stickers. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Michelle just came in. She's like, really wish I had a pound of pot stickers right now. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now that Costco is uh, phenomenal for that type of thing. Okay. I do have to go. So <laughs> we're not come home with pot stickers. <laughs> so here's what's happening. We're just chilling, talking on the patio, having a good old time. Calling Andy here so that we can weigh, have him weigh in on the conversation. We are discussing kids versus no kids. And here's a little backstory for you. Okay, so we're continuing on from last episode's conversation about kids. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Okay. I don't remember if I explained this last time, so I'll do a quick recap. Basically, I had a family member asking when we we're going to have kids. Yeah, so we had a family member talk to us about, you know, having kids. So we were kind of talking about that today or just now. And it's like we have a no kid perspective and we need a, a man with a child's perspective. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I can see that. Okay. So kids versus no kids. Here's my standpoint on it. I don't think that you should have a kid if you're not like ready to have the kid. And it seems like a lot of the older generation is just on this like idea that you just have to have a kid, like just have a kid. It's like, you're never ready to have a kid. Okay. Is that true? No. So do I feel that some more of, I guess, our generation needs to have kids? Yeah, I do. Just to kind of keep the system, just keep the cycle going. You know, like we just need population, but I feel like we have a lot of population right now. So it's just a matter of how long. After COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There it is. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Uh, first time on. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I do feel that if you want to have kids, have kids, right? But I don't feel like you should be forced in a situation where you should have kids if you don't want kids, right? So I'm not saying that you're going to be a bad parent or a good parent if you do or don't want kids. I'm just saying that if you feel like you genuinely just don't want kids, don't have kids. Enjoy your life. Go on vacation. Go do whatever you want, right? Right. I was 28 that I was having a son or when I found out I was having a kid and I never foresaw myself having kids. I didn't see myself as a parent figure as somebody who used to get just annihilated drunk, <laughs> you know, daily. I do know. Yeah. I didn't foresee myself as an adult, you know, even at 28. And then uh, everything kind of shifted a little bit when I found out I was having a kid and then I just kind of adapted to it and I was super happy about it. And it was a lot to take in, don't get me wrong, but is there really ever a time that you're ready to have kids? Dude, I think there is, because, and, and I mean, we've been talking about this. There has to be a right time, and we think that right time is when you know you can provide for them. Because I feel like there's people that are just having kids because they're saying, you know, it enriches your life. And I get that it does in some in some facets. But there are some people who have kids and then that kid doesn't enrich their lives. That seems like a wrong reason to have a kid to me. 
Yeah. It's just to chase a feeling of enrichment. So the only way to like truly be happy and you know, whatever is yourself, right? I'm sure you guys have heard it. People are like, go to the gym, go find an outlet for stress and, right. and then you'll be happy. You take up knitting. Knitting. You're never truly going to be happy until you like kind of find it within yourself and just kind of, I don't know, for me, you know, considering everything that, you know, has been going on in my life, I just kind of told myself one day, I was like, you're going to be happy regardless. Like you're going to be in shitty situations, mm-hmm. but you're just going to be happy regardless. And you're going to make it work. You're going to find that silver lining. You're going to make it work. I feel like if you didn't know if you want kids or not, and you didn't know solely on the fact that you just don't feel like you were prepared to, you know, take care of a third person in your family right. or to create a family. You just make it work. People are like, oh, babies are so expensive. Yeah. Initially, the startup cost. Yeah. It's like starting anything, you know, <laughs> it's very expensive, <laughs> you know. So having a kid is like an LLC. OK, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you're gonna have to buy the strollers and the but those are all amenities. Those are all things that you don't need that society has told you that you absolutely must have car seat. Yeah. All right. That's a must. It's kind of the law. I mean, if you don't have a car, you know. True, but yeah. Bike seats? Do they make those? They do, actually. We had one in Hawaii. Get out of here. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's pretty common. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Little sidecar on the motorcycle. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Wait, no. Hawaii. I I don't know, man. Scooter. It just sounds rough. I get that mentality of you just make it work because we're currently living that mentality. But that can't be a good mentality. No, it's not you just make it work. You make it work without knowing that you're making it work. Like you just naturally as a human being adapt to the fact that, well, for starters, in a typical gender society, you are a man, right? You provide in a typical, you know, whatever you want to call it. Right. Not trying to offend anybody here. Right. But we're we're just dumb and don't know the right terms. Right. But as a man, your instincts say, I will take care of you. Right. And you having been in the military, you make shit happen out of nothing. Right. And that is pretty much the mentality of a, a lot of the people that I've met around our age that are in, I would consider our generation. But dude, It just can't be the right way. You know what I mean? I get that it is the way that the majority of people do do things, but they can't be the right way. You know what I'm saying? Is there really a right way, though? I don't think so, but there's a better way. Is there? There is, like, more prepared and less prepared, I feel like. Okay. But there has to always be a better way. We just might not know what it is yet. Okay, so, Michelle, Mm -hmm. real quick, let's give a little backstory about who you are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And where you come from. Yeah, so I met you know both of you guys in the military i'm a military girl if you will so i have that kind of perspective where'd you serve on preble in san diego and hawaii and then i i did a brief stint in the reserves here in in california as well okay what was your rate when you uh joined the navy i was a sonar tech so i did the woo woos under the ocean <laughs> never heard it described like that but all right <laughs> one ping one ping only so you're the one that kept everybody awake oh yeah we loved it <laughs> <laughs> What did you do in the reserves? I was a gunner's mate by name only because I had no idea what I was doing there. (laughs) Okay. So typical reserve. Got it. Yep. Pretty much. much. Speaking of reserves, still no medical benefits moving from active duty to the reserves. So it's now been about a month of no medical coverage. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Good thing you're, uh, you toned down that extreme snowboarding and skydiving. You know, it's great. Adrenaline chasing lifestyle that you live, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Heaven forbid I get a nasty yeah. cough. Oh, gosh. Hey, man. Nothing three and a half pounds of can't cure. Oh, 
my stomach hurt for like two days at least at least two days that sounds fantastic i love pot stickers you know i genuinely thought they were going to be better so you know the lingling brand Mm -hmm. so the lingling brand is significantly higher quality than the ones that i ate but once you get about a pound into it you just stop tasting it (laughs) and you just start inhaling it you guys have seen uh kung fu panda yes yeah you know like the dumpling absolutely he just like ooh. So are you now telling me that you can do karate? No, I'm telling you I'm the size of a panda. (laughs) (laughs) Define karate. You ever walk through a spider web and instantly become a black belt? I can do that. Yeah, I do that all the time. I can do that. It's just wildly flailing. (laughs) (laughs) Instantly a kung fu master. (laughs) Exactly. All right, so let's get back to this baby topic. So what you're telling me is there is a good or better way to anticipate or be prepared. Okay, so my take on that is your preparedness might be different than my preparedness. Are you talking about financially prepared or are you talking about like, I've been stocking up on baby wipes and diapers for the last year. Dude, no cap, we actually thought about doing that. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's just start buying (laughs) diapers at Costco now. By the time we have one, we'll have have diapers diapers. (laughs) Exactly. So diapers I thought was going to be the biggest, like, oh no, I got to like, you know, buy it. No, it was wipes. Really? Really? Yeah, because I used them. Oh, you shouldn't yourself too much? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know how it is. <laughs> you know, hey, you lactose, you know? <laughs> lactose, pot stickers, McDonald's diet. You know, you just use baby wipes. Oh, God. No, you keep, <laughs> you keep like two packages in your car. You put some in a Ziploc bag so they don't dry out. Then you got like sticky hands from the barbecue sauce from the McNuggets that you were eating earlier. And then you're like, oh, I got baby wipes. Hold on. <laughs> and you end up cleaning up yourself. And then you realize, oh, shit, I have a kid in the backseat. And then you have to like baby wipe their hands from all the barbecue sauce that you you know put on their chicken nuggies. So it's like. I'm picturing like somebody just rolling up next to you at a stoplight and they see you just like baby wiping yourself down. Like, what the fuck? I have cleaned dust off my car with baby wipes. No bullshit. The whole dash. Bro, armor all wipes are like $12. Come on, man. I can buy 4,000 baby wipes for $9.99 at Costco right now. Oh, my gosh. Kirkland brand. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, I think there's a preparedness. And I and I'm, you're right. It might be relative to everybody. But, like, yeah, we're talking, like, financial, right? Well, and, like, maturity level. Uh, that's probably the biggest one. I think that's a coming of age. That's a you either got it or you don't. I don't know if you can yeah. mentally prepare enough for something that you have no idea about. No idea. And one thing that I have figured out. And especially having to figure it out in the military where it's on the fly, where you're like, oh, shit, uh, 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 what is that? You know, right. there's no book. Everybody's like, oh, you need to do this. Well, guess what? That doesn't work with my child. And then you get people at like the CDC who are, you know, professional babysitters. And they're like, oh, well, we've seen this before. Your child has a rash and this works on your child's rash. And then you're like, hey, my child's allergic to whatever you are telling me I need to use, which is creating a bigger rash. And it's like nothing can prepare you for that. Nothing. No doctor, no book, no nothing. You're just kind of like... Right, but don't you have a general idea of what it takes for a kid? As a human, you do. What do you mean as a human? You've taken care of yourself for what, 50 years? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all 57 years. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You've taken care of yourself in some of the worst situations based off of muscle memory, right? So you learned at an early age how to wipe your butt when you pooped, right? Just because it's, you know, relatively sanitary. You use baby wipes if you want, whatever. You're <laughs> <laughs> Alabama wet wipe. Alabama wet wipe. Spit on toilet paper. Right. 
But you can't sit here and tell me that you've never been brown out drunk to the point where you have no idea whose door you're staring at. But somehow you were able to eat food, get undressed, get into bed, take a shit, functionally do the things that you normally would do when you were completely coherent. Right. Like you just do it off muscle memory, but you reciprocate those things to a kid. Well, obviously you don't shit on your kid, but like <laughs> <laughs> ran out of belt, ran out of baby wipes. Bring me the baby. <laughs> also reusable diapers. Cool in concept. Yeah. yeah. My mom was trying to convince me of that. She's like, there's a service that'll pick them up. I'm like, yeah, but you still got to rinse out the shit. I'm not really feeling that. Yeah. Dealt with a lot of shit in my life. <laughs> Can I just train it to uh, take a shit in the dog run like the dogs? It took like three months to train them to do that. It's going to be easy to do. We're not letting a naked child run around the house. Dude, we can. Oh, dude, we could raise Donnie from uh, who? From the Wild Thornberries. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. So Harvey grew up in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And downstairs has all of the tile floors. Mm-hmm. Like hard tile. You know what I'm talking about. Like the slate tile or whatever. We just let him run around naked for like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was Hawaii, though. I think we all, I ran around naked in Hawaii for a while. Dude, Hawaii was so fucking hot. <laughs> Yeah, you guys didn't have AC. You lived on a hill. Yeah. And it was like the size of an ant hill, though. So it was not really a hill. I mean, it was a pretty big hill. Actually, yeah, you guys were up there. You had a breeze. Yeah. We did have a breeze. I remember we went and picked up Roman to go eat chilies. Was it, chi- was it chilies? Because, oh, yeah, the, mar- the margaritas and the mugs. Like, <laughs> who doesn't get margaritas and mugs? <laughs> Listen, if you're not getting trashed at chilies on margaritas. No, 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 no. I was wrong. It was Buffalo Wild Wings. Ayaya, Buffalo Wild Wings, right next to the Yeah, it was right there. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway, you were already drunk, but you were sitting like practically naked, crisscross (laughs) applesauce playing video games on the living room floor. And I'm like, it's hot in here. You're like, normally it's not this bad. (laughs) (laughs) There's a picture on my Facebook of him because I would come home every day and he'd just be chilling in his undies playing video games on the floor in the living room. That was every day. <laughs> because I was sweating out of orifices I didn't know existed every day. A new one showed up every day. <laughs> Dude, I've had parts of my, like, that was the first time my grundle ever was sweaty. <laughs> I didn't even okay. know that was possible. <laughs> People hate on me for wanting central heat and AC in every place that I live. You're moving to New York. You're never going to get central. I got central heat and AC. I pay a shit ton of money for it. Hey, man, all I'm saying is I've stood watch. In the Philippines uh, with 40 pounds of gear on. What was it? Like a buck 20? It was a buck 20 with 85 to 90% humidity. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I, I remember I drank a gallon of Gatorade and I didn't pee for seven hours after that watch. I remember on standing watch on the quarter deck, fully armed up, and it was about the same temperature out there. And they were like, you can de-blouse underneath the body armor. And I'm like, this body armor is not coming off. <laughs> it's like stuck to me. Like there's no chance. So I just rolled my sleeves up. And of course I get yelled at for that. But what was her name? It was the Lieutenant Blonde. Can't remember her name right now. Yes, Lieutenant Blonde. Let's go with that. <laughs> there was only like four on the boat. I can envision it. So <laughs> it was the one that every male junior officer was like head over heels for. She went to the command barbecue while we were in the Philippines where they gave everybody the red hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And I guess a lot of people got food poisoning from that. Mm -hmm. Namely, that lieutenant (laughs) who got food poisoning. 
And she's armed up as the officer of the deck on a destroyer, which if you don't know what that is if, and you're listening, there's usually three people on the quarter deck and the most senior person is the officer of the deck and they're in charge of the whole quarter deck. So when you come on the ship, they make all the decisions. So she's fully armed up, body armor, sidearm, all that stuff. And she's in mid conversation and then just stops looks around and you could just see like the color in her face just disappear oh no and we're like go <laughs> and she's sprinting down the side of the ship and she's like trying to get the you know the leg clip on the inside of the leg holster the drop holster yep. yeah she's trying to get that undone and lift the belt up just enough to where she could start undoing her belt so she doesn't shit like her pants <laughs> and she runs right into where hainer used to be Right inside the male officer section right there on the side of the ship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she runs in there and like sprints into that head and like comes back out probably like probably like 20, 30 minutes later. Obviously, we covered down for her and did all that stuff that was proper. And uh, <laughs> she comes out and she goes, that was a close one. <laughs> oh, no. She's like, I think I got food poisoning. <laughs> I'm like, did you almost just shit yourself on watch? <laughs> she was like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I was out drinking with you guys or someone. That's usually what happened. Mm-hmm. The Philippines? Yeah. Applebee's? You got trashed in the Philippines. Let's not talk about the Philippines. <laughs> yes, let's. <laughs> Dude, didn't we get hammered on... Weren't we at like a rooftop pool? You were there for that? Yeah. There's a photo of you and me. Oh. It was you guys and Wendell. You guys were like the three amigos. And you guys always got into shit. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Wendell... I actually hit him up before I moved out to New York. Um... I think he's in like San Diego or something now or Florida. Yeah, he's down here. Yeah, he's like a chief. He sent me, I think he got hacked on Facebook, but I got like a bunch of messages from him of like hot, horny singles in your area. And I'm like, Wendell. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> I think he's engaged or something. Last, uh, I actually went on vacation to Lake Tahoe when we got back from deployment and him and some girl he was dating at the time i don't know if he's still with her i don't know yeah i ran into them in lake tahoe oh wow i'm like what are the fucking odds that you guys would leave hawaii go on vacation to lake tahoe where it's snowing (laughs) and i would run into you guys on my way back from the casinos like what that's so weird it was so random i'm like uh (laughs) where are we and Dottie looked at me and she's like is that that wendell I'm like, yeah. yeah. You fucking know that guy. Oh, all right. Love Lake Tahoe, though. Yeah, hey, blacked out with that guy. I know that guy. Yeah, a few times. Yeah, you know he has one eye. What? What? Yeah, he can't see like 70% out of one eye or something like that. What the fuck? Oh, wow. He used to be in SWIC, or he used to be in SWIC school. Special Boats Team, uh, whatever that school is. It's like Buds, but I don't know. Anyway. So he's in that program, and his retina gets detached. Oh. Yeah. And so he gets obviously medically disqualified, which is very shitty and very unfortunate. But he got medically disqualified for a detached retina. But they kept him in? Yeah. They attached it. Yeah, you're not completely broken. You can still fight. Yeah. They like. You're not out. <laughs> you're not out. You're down, but you're not out. So, yeah, they reclassed him as an OS. And then, uh, yeah, then he became an <laughs> operations specialist. That man's career has been crazy. I would love to get him on here to talk about it. He's. He got taken from the Preble onto the Michael Murphy. From the Michael Murphy, did all their workups, their deployment, came back, and then redeployed with the Michael Murphy. He did three deployments back to back to back. Jeez. Because he had, was it AIC soup or AIC or something like that? Yeah, some high, yeah. high sought after. And they were like, we need these. Hard pass. It's going to be a hard pass for me. Dude. 
I don't know, man, because we've talked about this. If you were single and you wouldn't go on like back to back to pack deployments, you know what I mean? Fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. I did that. How many did you do? How, How many, many did you do? You know, I did two, two months apart. Oof. Yeah. How many deployments did you do in your time? I did four deployments in six years. Wow. Damn. Yeah. And then, so you figure a year on each side for yard periods, workups, availabilities, com 2Xs, things like that. About, yeah, about two years worth of being underway, but not deploying. And then I did eight years at sea straight. And then I went to the Naval Academy. I taught at the Naval Academy for the last four years of my active duty contract. That sucks. Yeah, I got to my first ship, which was deployed. I got to the, the Eisenhower in 2010. In the very, very beginning of 2010, deployed with them. That was like the crazy one because that was like still Operation Iraqi Freedom. Mm. So it was like ah. the whole Iraq campaign, like that whole thing. And obviously first deployment, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I went from A school home for like maybe seven or eight days. I don't even, it wasn't a long time. And then I flew back to Virginia where the ship was home ported out of. Stayed like found TPU at like four o'clock in the morning after walking around in the freezing cold in my blues, sea bag, backpack, fucking garment bag. Oh, just oh. sailored up, baby. <laughs> just shit, dude. Just shit all over in my fucking peacoat. So I'm walking around Norfolk Base. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Nor. It's the largest naval station in the world. Wow. Huge. And I'm walking around it. The cab just like randomly dropped me off like on a street. He's like, I don't know where this address is. I'm like, yeah, oh. I don't either. I eventually find it. It's one door like randomly hidden in between like some buildings. The sun was practically coming up when I found the door. Oh. <laughs> so I found it. I check in. I get a place to stay for like two days. Then a group of us get together and we fly from Norfolk Naval Station. We hop on like the air side or whatever and like we fly to... Bahrain and we land in Bahrain which was sketchy because it was like hot humid and raining <laughs> I'm like oh okay <laughs> we land at night can't see shit so we went to the Azores we went to Sigonella Sicily and Rota Spain like on the way there so I got to stop off and see those cool places I think it was Sigonella or Rota but as soon as we got off the plane they let us off to like hang out for a little bit and there was like this little like I don't want to say guard shack but it was like a little snack booth area or whatever like because when you get off the plane you're not at an airport you're just on like shitty ground so we go in there and I'm like dude I'm gonna get whacked by the Goodfellas like this is crazy I just feel like somebody's gonna pop out and shoot me in the back of the head like this is weird and Everybody else is just kind of like looking around, walking around. Nobody has any fucking money. So the vending machines are just not being used. I'm like, all right. So get on the plane, hop back on. When we land in the Azores, the plane like landed sideways because of the wind. Like it was crazy. It was like a massive 730, no, 757, 737. It was three rows across. There was like a first class up in front, but that was like all officers and they're like officer families. I'm like, oh, must be nice. <laughs> I'm like, whatever, dude. I'll just ride back and bitch economy tell me if you're broke because i'm broke i get there we land in whatever i meet some people that i was in a school with they're like all right cool we're gonna hang out in bahrain for a little bit and like in the little barracks or whatever the hotel rooms for like ten dollars a day our per diem was like thirty dollars a day or something like that mm -hmm. so ten dollars a day whatever blasting ac in these rooms <laughs> like you couldn't step into my room without putting a sweatshirt on like it was freezing cold i'm like fuck this i'm not paying for it so a couple days go by, probably about a week. We end up getting put on a cod and then 
you know what a cod is, right? It's like an E two Hawkeye without the uh, without the dome on top. Isn't that a personnel plane? Yeah, but they land on carriers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we hopped on a cod, 140 miles an hour to zero in like 1.5 seconds or something like that. When we hit the flight deck, and I was like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna die today. Hit the flight deck, boom. Awesome experience, right? Never, ever in my entire life will I ever do that again. <laughs> Get off, and I'm on an aircraft carrier. And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't know where the fuck I am. And I'm in the Gulf of something. I forgot what it was. Oman? Something like that. It's up in the Straits of Hormuz, like through there. So anyway, we land there, and then like I have all my luggage still, right? Like I have my like, sea bag and like my backpack and everything. And I'm like, what do I do with this shit? Some dude meets us in the fucking superstructure and walks us down to the birthing i'm like this sucks <laughs> get me out of here like this is so terrible there's like <laughs> shit dripping off the pipes into my face and there's like just people fucking everywhere it's 140 degrees Ugh. and i'm wearing they're like yeah wear long sleeve collared shirts and khaki pants when you're in the middle east and i'm like okay cool <laughs> fuck out of here so i'm boiling in this fucking and i like get down to the birthing and i'm like it's hot in here and carriers aren't like destroyers where destroyers have uh what's the sealed system EPS. yeah they don't have that everything's just open weird so like all the birthings they're just open so you get humidity with the ac vents that are barely blowing cold air so all they're doing is just creating humidity and mold and I unpack all my shit, and I'm like, all right, cool. First appointment. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the Navy. Yeah. And they're like, hey, have you eaten? I'm like, not for like three days. No. No. Oh. they're like, oh, let's go eat some food. I'm like, all right, cool. And then they like show me. Around. I'm dying slowly. Yeah, right. And they like show me around. I'm like, all right, cool. I just need to know where the galley is, the smoke pit, and where I work and where I'm sleeping. That's it. Yeah. Did they make you do that like emergency egress training where you have to like, they put you in birthing and they blindfold you? And you have to, like, find your way out? Absolutely. I hated that shit. I'm like, dude, I don't even know where I am right now. Dude, I never had to do that. Yeah. Are you serious? I had to do it on both ships. Never had to do it. Really? I, I thought mean, they I, were hazing me. <laughs> I mean, I could do it. It's not that hard. I mean, when you first get to a ship, especially, like, a big ship, like a carrier, it's like... A yeah, when you first get there, no shot. Yeah. Like, two months in, you're good. So, yeah, first appointment, 2010, came back September 2010, August, September 2010, sometime, like when it was still hot in virginia but it wasn't like it was about to be fall or it was fall i don't know got back it was the only tiger cruise i've ever done my parents flew down to florida hopped on the carrier and then rode back with us for like the last like three or so days and if you ever talk to like my parents or whatever my dad loved it my mom thought it was the worst experience of her life <laughs> she was just like i don't understand how people do this <laughs> But my mom's like old, so she's got like menopause and stuff like that. So she's just hot all the time. Oh, yeah. And like there's no AC. Like in the female birthing, she was just like dying. She ended up going to sleep on the Mestex. Oh. She just went and like put her head down on a table and like fell asleep. And I was like, I feel so bad. I spent a whole hour or so with my dad looking for my mom. And I'm like trying to find like her sponsor, who's like a friend of mine. Still is to this day. But like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, Christina, like, have you seen my mom? And she's like, no. We got up this morning and she was gone. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Did my mom fall overboard? Yeah, we ended up finding her on the meth decks. I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, it's so hot. <laughs> oh. So they got off in Norfolk with me and then flew back to Cali for some post-deployment leave or whatever. And then we went into like a yard period for like six or seven months and then came back out 
in 2012 and then deployed and then came back for two months and then redeployed in 2013 for seven and a half months and then like seven and a half months or something like that. It was just like some ridiculous amount of time. We literally did the same job twice because when we went out the first time, they're like, yeah, it's going to be a 12 month deployment. They were like prepping everybody for it. My mom sent like boxes of Christmas gifts, a Charlie Brown Christmas tree because we were supposed to be deployed like over the holidays. I'm like, this is awesome. Let's just stay out here. And then somebody made a decision like, all right, we're going to pull back in so you guys can see your families for Christmas. And I'm like, why (laughs) can we just stay here? Like, we're already here, you know? Mm-hmm. So we ended up coming back and then doing, like, another seven months or whatever. And then that's actually when I met Dottie, my ex-wife, number two. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I had to think about that. And then, uh, yeah, came back. We did this crazy long yard period where, like, even when I left, the boat was still in the yards. Something happened with the contractors. They put SeaWiz back on. They built a platform for it. There was just some crazy in-depth, like, stuff going on with the ship. And they just never made it out of like <laughs> dry dock yeah so it was just like holy shit all right well i'm leaving Damn. transferred to hawaii or no i went to san diego i went to uh, aztec school in san diego and point loma and i failed out within the first hour i was there what yeah so i never got prepped for aztec i just got it in my orders and then huh. everybody just kind of signed off my book for aztec and they were like have fun at school i'm like what uh- and so I go to Aztec school. I check in. I'm in the wrong uniform. Like, okay, I'm in NWs. Everybody else is in NSUs. And they're like, didn't you know the first day you're supposed to be in NSUs? I'm like, didn't you know I'm going to fucking Hawaii? So all my stuff's packed out. And they're like, oh, oh. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's still the uniform of the day. Get over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just a bunch of first classes who thought they were like high and mighty. And they were students too. So I was like, eh fuck off (laughs) but there's a pre-test you have to take ASE has a very similar one too and i failed it like bad like (laughs) not even like remotely close and like they like pulled me aside and they were like hey we just want to let you know that you failed the pre-test and because you're on orders going overseas they were like um yeah we can't roll you back into the next class because you know you have a deadline i'm like i don't care (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. And I was like, so what happens next? And I'm like, well, we're going to contact the ship and see if they want to like keep you. And like, if not, then we have to talk to your detailer, have them cut somebody else orders to come here, whatever. Whole process. Wow. Yeah. While I'm there, it was like a senior chief who ended up making master chief and get and retiring. Uh, was out of based out of Washington. And he was just like, well, come to my ship. And I'm like, call the detailers. And by the time everything kind of got worked out, Preble, I guess, said that they were going to keep me. I checked into Preble and they were like, yeah, we're going to home grow you and we're going to send you back to school. And I was like, dope. I'm not doing that. Don't waste your time. <laughs> I remember uh, OS1 Craig. And I, was, I think he's at OSC now or something like that. He was like, yeah, man, Aztec's like the best job in the world. I'm like, didn't you just sit on watch for like 14 hours <laughs> and then come lay down in the aisle of the racks and sleep for an hour and then go back on watch because there's only two of you? Like, I don't think that's what I want to do. And he was like, oh, it's like the best gig in the world. I'm like, I don't care. Plus, they screwed me out of getting back-to-back C pay. Because I was oh, supposed wow. to get SDIP or DAP or whatever for going to Aztec school and going to a C command. But because I failed out of the school, they didn't put in my back-to-back C pay. So I was supposed to get like a couple hundred bucks or like a, maybe it's 100, maybe it's 200. I don't know. Unless your premium goes away. My premium stayed. Uh-oh. Oh, but your counter? No, none of that stopped. 
But what happened was, if you go back to back C, you're supposed to get an incentive pay. Oh. Well, at least you were back then. But because nobody routed it, I never got it. And you can't like retroactively get it. Wow. So yeah, I kind of got screwed out of like a couple hundred bucks or whatever. I mean, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. That command kind of screwed me anyway, but... ASW? No, Preble. <laughs> oh, oh. Preble. And then got to Preble, met all you fuckers, and then we deployed <laughs> in 2015. So one, two, three, and then four. And then I was like, mm, maybe it's time to go to shore for a little bit. <laughs> Jeez. I was going to say, I don't remember you being Aztec because I worked with the Aztecs and it was usually like Dalton and Craig, I think. Yeah. Dalton? You mean Hudnall? No, no. Dalton. More. More. Uh, I wasn't there for more. Oh, he was, was wild. That was 2013. That was my, uh, that was, yeah, he was the other part of the party squad. It was me, him, and Chris. Yeah. And then I upgraded to Andy and Wendell. Well, and sidestep. Sidestep. <laughs> sidestep. And, and me. Michelle's like, wait, don't count me out. Because I remember when you partied with like Dalton and stuff, I'm like, I want nothing to do with him. He is wild. He's an asshole, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, man. That was a fun time. Definitely a fun time. I mean, I had fun. I might be that asshole at the party where it's like, dickhead thinks he's the life of the party i might be that guy but i'm having a grand old time you know what you mm -hmm. can have a grand old time as long as you're not the one whose wife is just casually taking her shirt off <laughs> and running around at divisional parties trying to like dance with everyone yeah, naked that's true mm -hmm. that's true yeah i could have had a, a sluttier wife sorry <laughs> <laughs> I think you lucked out. I know Michelle personally, and I would say I think you lucked out. I'm a classy lady, you know? Yeah. Well, I know her a little personally, you know? Yeah. I would say <laughs> she's like quiet, but like still has. <laughs> Listen, I'll just sum it up this way. You didn't spend COVID with her. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Every couple that went through COVID and was quarantined together came out it. <laughs> Very different perspectives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so now you guys shit with the door open. Got it. <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Who waved the white flag first? For what? Just in general. Like, all right, this is it. We got to get out of the house. We got to go do something. We got to be around people. She did. That was definitely me. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. did. I had a PC in video games. I'm a nerd. That's true. I was good. I was like, we need to shower and we need to get out. <laughs> yeah. I started a business. <laughs> I got hobbies. I started building shit. And I still had to work. Like, they had tasks for us. I was at the Naval Academy, so they had all those, like, quarantined midshipmen in uh, the Graduate Hotel in downtown Annapolis. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, you have to feed them. What? <laughs> feed them pot stickers. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> it would have been easier. So the Naval Academy funded the hotel to provide bag breakfast lunch and dinner to i want to say it was like 150 midshipmen and there was like two to a room they were on like three or four floors and we'd have to walk around with carts and we would knock on the door verify that there was only two of them since they like to fuck each other <laughs> and then give them bags of food so you were like room service yes and Hall no, monitor. No, he was just a chaperone on a field trip. <laughs> oh my god! I wish chaperoning would have been easier. Did you bring your Bible out? I have some room for Jesus. Honestly, I put my AirPods <laughs> in. <laughs> I just, I just zoned out. I'm like, all right, because you know you have good people to work with. How can you do your job effectively if you cannot hear sex going on because it's disrupted by your AirPods? Have you worn AirPod Pros? No, I've never worn AirPods. I don't own Apple. <laughs> just borrow someone's who has an apple 
listen to the superhuman hearing that it gives you when you put them on. Put on the transparency what? mode, and it like uh, amplifies because there's little microphones that picks up uh, everything that's going on around you, and it amplifies it. You can hear through walls. You can hear your neighbors fucking. Like it doesn't matter. There's something you're hearing. Grass grow, right? Paint dry. But, but you know, you can't unhear things, right? Yeah, but you can record that. <laughs> There's some things you don't want to hear, you know. All right, like what? Give me one example. For instance, I'll give you one right now. I don't want to listen to my wife take a shit after she ate Taco Bell the night before. <laughs> you can never unhear that. Is there like a groan involved? <laughs> There's a second one. I don't want her hearing me. <laughs> <laughs> Because she can never unhear that. Because I hear it and it plays in my head. Every time my stomach gurgles, it's just like, it's that one time again. Oh, man. <laughs> I thought my biggest fear was going to be shitting with people in close proximity. But now I don't care. And I like, I embrace it. The smell is what I'm like, ooh, sorry about that. Brother, in <laughs> boot camp, I definitely shit across from another man who was shitting. Staring at each shitting. other in the eyes. Yeah, because we didn't have fucking doors on the stalls. <laughs> I remember. Dude, I remember we were mid-conversation, too. And, you know, like, he he pushed. Oh, and, like, no. He, we're talking, and he just like, he's like, yeah, man, that, cause that shit was kind of crazy. To, mm, and I was like. <laughs> Bro, I watched your face do that. <laughs> Dude, I can never unsee that. That is seared into my memory. What's it called? Oh, Pump and Dump. Oh, yeah, Pump and Dump. Yeah. Oh, man. That's seared into my memory. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Do you remember them coming? All right, get it in, Pump and Dump. And then you're like, huh? <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh uh, so I didn't really know anything about the Navy before joining the Navy. So like, I didn't go to Depp. I didn't go to any of those things. And so when I got there, I was like, I feel like people learned a lot of shit that I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I was in debt for like three days. Dude, I was in debt for two years. How? I had to get processed How? out and processed back into it. <laughs> oh, wow. Speaking of... <laughs> what? First off, what? <laughs> it was the dumbest shit I've ever heard of in my life, dude. So I joined the Navy reserves first. Don't ask why. The job was dope. So I didn't say nerd. So I joined the Navy Reserves first. I joined as a CM, a construction mechanic, as a CB. And she was like, eight months, you're going to, to boot camp. And I'm like, dope. Right? So I'm like, let me just prep for that. She's like, you're going to be in debt. One day later, she calls me. She goes, yeah, your rate is closed and you need to pick a new one. <laughs> what? <laughs> And then I was, I was like, <laughs> those first, are words that I've never heard put together. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like rec recruiter, which I love Cindy Townsend. I love you to death. You did me a solid. So she was like, you can be a PS and a YN and something else. She's like, but no recruits of mine are going to be pushing papers. And I was like, cool. What do you recommend? She's like, be what I am. I was like, I don't know what that is. She's like, I'm an OS. And I was like, sure. Uh -huh. She's like, we work in the AC. And I was like, dope. I'm in. So <laughs> you work in the AC on a carrier that's 140. Wow. It's a pretty solid one. I, uh, <laughs> the amount of times I slept in the uh, ASW module, oof, painful. So cold in there. <laughs> like we would go and sleep in there when like the AC just goes out in the birthing altogether. Like me and like a couple other people who <laughs> just go get chairs and just go fall asleep. No, but so she puts me in as an OS. Keep in mind, she's an OS FTS. She's a full-time support recruiter OS. She's an OS2. Wow. So she picks up OS1 or converts to NC and picks up NCR1. I don't remember like the route that happened. Right. 
she ended up going to like Millington, Tennessee and, and working there as like a senior chief NCR. Like, so remember when the Navy introduced um, video games? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this last year. The eSport team. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, she was like, hey, I know you you stream on Twitch and you you're into that whole like that whole world of like gaming and stuff. She was like, this hasn't been released to the, the big Navy yet. She's like, but I'm calling you because I think it would be right up your alley. She's like, you just have to be stationed in Millington, Tennessee. And I was like, mm, nope, not going to happen. But she explained the details and I was like, you know what? If I was 19 years old joining the Navy, that's the come up of a lifetime. Oh, for sure. Because you know your Cheeto stained Mountain Dew breath is just going to be hot. <laughs> Yes, sir. But that, you know, it is what it is. Here we are, what, 12 years later. Yeah. Crying yeah. inside every day. <laughs> Cry in the shower while you eat potstickers and dumplings. <laughs> well, I was going to mention, like, the whole thing that kind of sparked this, the recent kid conversation with me and Roman. I went to my optometrist the other day because I'm getting LASIK, and he's, like, doing the, like, verifying all my measurements and stuff and he's like oh so you have any kids i'm like no we have dogs he's like oh you don't want kids i'm like i mean maybe later i don't know he's like oh you gotta have kids i'm like you're a stranger <laughs> why are you giving me advice on having you have to have kids he's like yeah you know what do you how do your parents feel about that i'm like we just met <laughs> why are you getting so personal <laughs> Chill, bro. are you gonna be there when we conceive what's the plan yeah here? You want to be a godfather right off the bat? Like, what's up? <laughs> but I feel like that's a common thing. Like, at least for me, as like a woman, I always have people telling me like, oh, do you have kids? Do you want kids? Why not? When are you having kids? And I'm like, maybe I just don't want them right now. Like, why are you pressuring me? <laughs> yeah, it should definitely be your guys' choice. Dude, all I'm saying, our life yeah. without kids, it's pretty nice right now. Right now, yeah. Yeah, and like everybody else has kids. And so it's like, dude, kids are great when you can give them back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't grow up around people with kids, so I didn't have that like, oh, kids are great. Like, uh, like I didn't have any of like all my friends were just like me. We were all degenerates coming up, you know, uh, that might be see that might be a factor. But like my son's cool because we both grew up in big families and I'm like, mm. I had two older brothers and I'm still married mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I know my dad. I know my mom. I talk to my brothers every roughly every day. Mm -hmm. So that family dynamic, I'm like, I want that. But I didn't know I wanted that until somebody told me that I was going to have that. Uh, <laughs> and, then it, that. and then it was like, I've partied hard in 18 countries, like hard, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And like, even still, like when Dottie and I were still married, we, I think Harvey was like a year and a half we were in hawaii we left and we flew to california and we're like hey mom like harvey's and maybe it was two and we're like hey harvey's like you know whatever like big enough to to like do stuff with like you know like hang out with and watch tv or, or whatever like do you mind watching him for like a couple of days well we go to london oh wow and we went to london <laughs> we just flew for like it was around when brussels got when the airport in brussels got bombed oh wow that actually happened while we were in London. We got, was it, four-star hotel, five-star, whatever the fuck it is, a rental car in downtown London. You, like, balled out. I think it was like $2,000, $1,500, $2,000 for both of us for, like, four or five days. Oh, wow. And that's airfare, everything. Great American Vacations, I want to say. So if you go on, like, Groupon, or the, the vacation company that they use, you can just go directly to their company and cut Groupon out of it and the percentage oh. that they're going to take. I think it's, like, Great American travel or something like that 
Anyway, interesting. Yeah, we were gonna go to Ireland first, but they misbooked our vacation. They like said we were going like the next week, and like we were like, no, 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 we're going like two months from now. Like, mm. <laughs> wait. Anyway, London was dope though. Went and saw the Stonehenge. Like, literally drove to go see the Stonehenge. Got a speeding ticket. Drove in an econ only lane or something like that, and got a ticket for that too. Mm-hmm. By the time it made it to us, it was like. $400 or something like that. Ooh. Yeah, it was like crazy high, which is whatever, you know. You know it, I think I took a picture of it. Because <laughs> I'm like, who gets a speeding ticket <laughs> in England? <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad English people. Yeah, I mean, we rode like... Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we had like the equivalent of like a Ford Fiesta, but it was like a five-speed manual, and it was right-hand oh. drive. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go drive in downtown London with all the double decker buses. Like, this is insane. Those cars are inches from each other, like maybe an inch. And they're like weaving through traffic. I learned how to use a roundabout like correctly on accident. Yeah. No, it was. Was it weird shifting like with your left? No, you just eventually get used to it. I think the hardest thing like weird being on the right on the left whatever well the left side of the road that's what your mind doesn't yeah, but you're on the right side of the car no being on the right side of the car is fine you get like within an hour you're like oh okay this is normal but what fucks you up is the road being on the left side of the road because your body mm. inherently just wants to be on the left side of the lane oh so you look right left right there you just look <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't over you still look left okay. like yeah obviously but it... Here you look left, right, left before you go. I just don't look. I just cross my eyes. Did they not teach you that in driving school? What the fuck? There's a school for driving? (laughs) Oh, my God. I grew up in California. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. So did I. Still drive like an asshole, but I get to where I need to go. I still have a license. I don't know how that happened. (laughs) I'm 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 doing pretty good. My license is still valid. I think uh, we're going to have to wrap it up here. I got some hungry dogs staring at me. Yeah, no, you're good. All right, right, everybody. Thanks for uh, stopping by for episode two of Keep It Moving with Roman and Andy and our guest, Michelle. Michelle. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Hopefully you come back. We love you. Maybe. We kiss you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing that. (laughs) thanks all right take it easy all right bye thank you for tuning in to the keep it moving podcast be sure to check us out on instagram at keep it moving underscore podcast to keep up with the latest topics